You ever slipped on a banana peel and then fallen flat on your back? Because that's what this weekend felt like. MSU, their football team, in terms of going back-to-back, all hopes of that are lost. Yeah, have fun in the 1-800 Stanley Steamers Bowl. <laughs> My name's Casey Harrison. Welcome to the State <laughs> News Podcast, episode number 10, along here with Stephen Olshansky. Uh, I'll continue my rant in a little bit. Um, we're going to break down the Indiana no, game. Don't, don't, just go into it. Just don't go into them, it. They, go into it. They don't, need the, they don't need to run down. Well, I, we said that last week that that was Mark D'Antonio's worst loss. Um, I, th- I think this week took the cake. Look, it was awful. If you watched any part of that game, Michigan State – was never that far ahead of Indiana. No, and it was a game that MSU should have just gone into, steamrolled the Hoosiers, and walked right out. It should have been get in, get out, do the business, move on. This is a game that they used to count as just a win before the season, even in bad years. Yeah. Even in years you go like 3-9, and nine, like that one of the three wins is over Indiana. And that's not disrespect the Hoosiers. That's it's not just the to fact disrespect that the program that they have down there, but after watching Michigan State football go thirty-six and five in the last three years, you didn't expect them to lose to anybody not named Ohio State or Alabama, and, and especially or Oregon. <laughs> but they have what? How many losses? I don't even. I'd have to go back and look, but they haven't lost. In, they've lost five games in three years, and one was to Bama. I think one was to Ohio State. One was to Oregon. They have one, maybe one bad loss in there. That you could argue that was the Ohio and then Nebraska, State. Nebraska, Nebraska yeah. was the other one. That's four right there. I mean, the Nebraska loss was kind of just a reality check. I mean, still, it like, was it was a punch in the mouth, but yeah. I mean, but that, at least Nebraska's still Nebraska. <laughs> if you I mean, look at, I don't care what the record was, but you don't lose to Indiana. If yeah. you're Michigan State football, and especially this year's team with like what you touched on with back to back, wanting to win back to back Big Ten titles outright, wanting to be Ohio State, wanting to be what Michigan used to be, and you then they haven't they haven't proven they can reload. No, I, it's it's weird for a program that touts about being the next best thing and. You can't reload. You know, you have the MO of always having a chip on your shoulder, and it's games like this is what is going to keep that chip there because when you lose to Indiana in a game like that, no that, one should that write anything sticks nice with you. about you. People are going to bug you about that the rest of the way, at least this season and probably next season. There's no... It's almost a confounding loss. And it it was such a big sigh. It was such a monotone type game where you got this feeling from the moment you watched it. I spent two and a half hours watching this game, and I didn't want to. The entertaining, like, there was no entertainment value in that no. game. This was, this you, the product me, on the field wasn't fun to watch. This reminds me of all of 2012 in the early stages of 2013. The O-line looked like a revolving door. The secondary couldn't catch a cold. And they just, it, it was flat out lackluster. Like, forget the Wisconsin game where they just got slapped in the mouth. This game was deflating. This game was debilitating. This game took away everything that MSU worked so hard for coming into the season because, you know what? This was a game that MSU was supposed to win. MSU was supposed to go 9 and 3, 10 and 2 this year. 
and now they're they're looking at eight and four, maybe maybe seven and five, because let me tell you, BYU they've got, got a heavy offense, and if the secondary can't do its job, that could very easily be another L in the column. Here's the here's the thing that got me kind of after it was a lot of us expected them to take a year back step back but not like this but no not a loss to indiana but the thing is that and we're not dogging indiana either no no we yeah no the thing is i mean after so many years of like i said 36 victories and and five losses in three years i mean five losses used to be the norm at michigan state like that was just like Yep, you just expect them to lose five games back in the day. And they would finish worse than seven and five sometimes. Even worse than... I mean, five wins might have been the ceiling some years. And but, but like what I don't get is people who want to set fire to the program, want to throw away their tickets. You have If you're going to be a fan, you've got to be with it. You gotta, down. Yeah. That's what my dad had told me when I was younger. And you know what? I, I was in class today and... Professor Sue Carter, she told me something. It kind of stick to me. We we talked to Justin Rose that one time. MSU is hasn't always been a powerhouse, and I think MSU fans as of late have kind of been spoiled. Oh, very. In, in the fact that they are very lucky to have a team as good as it has been, and the fact that it hasn't kind of dissipated into the foreground. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, simply put, MSU is probably at the peak it's been, the highest peak it's been since the 60s. That's without a doubt. Yeah, and you have to realize that when you lose two off, you lose two All-Americans on the offensive line, you lose the end of the, probably the best quarterback in school history, with whose primary target was one of the most outstanding college receivers I've ever seen, even if he didn't rack up thousands of yards. or, But the man caught every ball that was thrown to him pretty much. And then you watch this team, and Donnie Corley has a chance for a 98-yard touchdown and falls right through his hands. It comes with being a freshman, but at the same time, you can't expect them to have gone 12-0. and I mean, the expectations here are supposed to be that high. But I take issue with his fans wanting to burn the place down because they lose one game to Indiana. You have to realize you're going to go 8-4 some years, and that students here can only get four years at this university, a lot of them. And that, yeah, you want to go 48-0 in four years. Everybody does. That's not a thing. And you have to realize you have to take the good with the bad. And that these things happen. And that next year they could be, they'll be better. They'll return everybody. And it's yeah. not, the talent gets better the further it's here in this program. And you know what? There's a lot of people saying, too, that O'Connor, he looks like he doesn't have the confidence he had coming into the season. No, and I don't know. He hasn't taken any snaps and what he hasn't taken meaningful snaps since high school. Yeah, and there are people calling for Lurky. There are people calling for Damian Terry. There are people calling for Dave Warner's job. I think that's too extreme, but people people are getting restless Dave here. Dave Warner Lansing. does need. I don't think you fire him. I, I mean, this offense last year set offensive school records. You can't fire a guy who helped create records, even with the kind of players he still. They still had to execute the plays that he called. So if, you, if you're going to take issue with anybody, it's taking issue with the fact that you, you should take issue with yourself if you think that they that you want to burn this place down, that anything like that, you want 
to blow the place up and and other things. Michigan State, they'll be good again. They'll, they should still go 8-4 and four this year. They shouldn't beat Michigan. They shouldn't beat Ohio State. You should chalk those up as losses, but you never know. Well, when we come back, the MSU basketball team has also taken a step back, and we're going to take a quick word from our sponsor. Talking MSU football isn't complete without taking or without talking about the driving force behind this amazingly successful program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi, everybody. My name's Casey Harrison, and any true Michigan State fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a commemorative book about Mark D'Antonio and how he elevated MSU to a national powerhouse. Whether new to Spartan football and reading about this journey for the first time or a seasoned football pro wanting to relive the excitement, Reaching Higher makes a great read and even a greater gift. Reaching Higher is available now for just $24.95 at thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. That website again, thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. Or better yet, you can go to the website statenews.com and click the banner that says relive Mark D'Antonio's first years and you can takes you right to the checkout page. You can get it there. Again, there's $24.95 available now. this Tuesday afternoon. I'm Stephen Oshansky. This is the State News Podcast. And Michigan State basketball suffered an early injury just about three days into the new practice. Ben Carter, graduate transfer from UNLV, goes down with a knee injury. He's going to have to have surgery a year after tearing his ACL for the Red Rebels. Mr. Harrison, what does this mean for Michigan State basketball going forward? You know, it it really kind of sucks losing depth this early on in the season because, let's face it, they're three days into camp, and I wouldn't even call it camp. But, you know, with that being said, they still have guys um, on the bench, and th- it's not like they're losing their starters. They've got Gavin Schilling still. They've got uh, Kenny Goins. And, and you Miles Bridges. Yeah, Miles Bridges is going to be Fam- really good. Phenomenal freshman Miles Bridges. I expect him to have a great year. Oh, he's... If, I really hope size. he's not a one-and-done type guy. He's got size. He's got speed. Yeah, Michigan State fans better not. He's Better hope he's not a one-and-done. I mean, if you want to see this kid play for more than one year. I, th- I think Deontay Davis, I think he went a little too early. I think if he would have waited at least one more year, he would have really flourished. Oh, yeah. Because um, he had a good year. But, I mean, he wasn't like all-American caliber type. No. I mean, he could have developed into it. He could have. But... That's the route he chose to go, and whatever. Um, Anyway, though, Carter, I I was looking at his stats. He started seven games last year for UNLV, um, played in 22 overall, averaged 8.6 points a game and six rebounds, which that's pretty good, but, I mean, that's that's in UNLV. That's, I I don't even know, what conference are they? Are they Pac-12? No, I think Midwest, to be honest. Midwest? So, he, he, he's an athletic guy. <laughs> he's it's been a long day. Um, he might be an athletic guy, but he definitely wasn't going to be the starter for the Spartans, um, and especially like we said, guys like Miles Bridges and even fifth-year senior Matt Van Dyke. Um, th- they've got a lot of people at the forward position, and it's definitely it sucks. Um, you you definitely hope that Carter isn't out for long, but. At some point, you have to kind of contest the question: When is enough enough? I mean, oh yeah, he's he's already here. He's a graduate student. He was granted eligibility by the NCAA, but he's hurt again. And if he's out for the year, 
I mean, do you even bother coming back for year six? I did all. It's all going to be on your love of the game and whether or not you need to go forward. Like, if he actually thinks he has an NBA shot, I mean, Tom Izzo's probably your best bet to develop you into one in the year. But if that's not what he wants to do, I would, you know, it might be it's time to end the career for sure. And so I think that's where it's at. And I think Kenny Goins will be more than adequate at that spot anyway. Kenny Goins is going to be the X factor, as Tom Izzo called him. So when you look at that, that they're going to be just fine. So when we come back, we'll talk baseball predictions. When we come back, Steven has a love affair for the Cubs. Oh, you, you're damn right. And we'll find out more about that. Talking MSU football isn't complete without talking about the driving force behind the kind of catalyst of the program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi, everybody. My name is Casey Harrison, and any true MSU fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a commemorative book telling the story behind Mark D'Antonio and his elevation and the team's elevation into a national powerhouse. Whether new to MSU football and reading about his journey to excellence for the first time, or a seasoned football pro wanting to relive the excitement, Reaching Higher makes a great read and even a greater gift. You can get Reaching Higher for just $24.95 at T-H-E-S-N-E dot W-S forward slash D'Antonio Book. That website again is T-H-E-S-N-E dot W-S forward slash D'Antonio Books. Listen to the SN Podcast for the chance to win a copy of the commemorative book on Mark D'Antonio Michigan State Football, Reaching Higher. Listen to the State News Twice Weekly Sports Podcast for the three keywords of the day, and then visit statenews.com slash podcast for contest entry and rules. That's it. You can enter whatever word you hear, or the three words you'll hear each day, uh, a Tuesday and Friday, and then you enter those into the, um, the certain spots on the website, click send, you'll be up for a chance to win that book. So this first keyword is Believe. Spartans are going to need to believe the rest of the year if they can get on. So the first one is believe. B-E-L-I-E-V-E. Again, that is believe. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk some baseball. Something we haven't really talked. I think this is it's the only the sport most we wonderful time on. of the year. Oh, Wake boy. me up when September ends because st- we're in the hunt for that's, October. That's the worst. It's no. the worst one. See, you're just... Green you, Day is bad. You're just a killjoy. I, wow. Listen. Wow. It's not the first time Green, I've been called Green Day, that. Green Day isn't great, but they're they're good. Okay, I, fine. I like Green the vibe Day, to them Green Day is fine. That song and, the, and how many times people use that and that It's a little meme, whiny, it's, but... It's awful. It's, a little, it's <laughs> an angsty teenage song. It, it, very true. And so... It, well, let's get back to the task at When hand. you look at this postseason, how can you think that my Cubs aren't going to win the World Series? That's really what I have to say. Listen, they're, they're favored in the NL for good reason. The only team in Major League Baseball to cross the 100-win plateau. Um, and they've got guys. They've, they're probably the most complete team. They've got Arietta, They've got John Lester. They've got Lackey. Do um, you want to knock that off? Uh, they've got... Everybody, all cylinders rolling on the offense. They've got Jason Hayward, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Chris Bryant, Dexter Fowler. You name it, they've got it. Oh, um, yes, they do. I mean, they've even got a complete back end of the bullpen. So, and who's the manager? Uh, Joe Madden, yeah. the garden gnome himself. The greatest manager to ever post. And, I mean, it, it, it couldn't be any more storybook for the Cubs. Over 100 years since their last World Series ring, they're the most dominant team in Major League Baseball right now. And it it would be a very fulfilling end to this to this hundred year long plus curse. But 
Casey with Mifuro that being said to me but when with they, that when being they said when they, when, it, when they win it Casey's gonna have a front row show to my party their road to the World Series isn't gonna be an easy oh, one because yeah. uh, they, they're gonna play the wild card team which at face value yeah that seems pretty easy and then you look at it they've got to play the Giants or the or the Mets but I think it's gonna be the Giants and the Giants they've got a seasoned record of going to the postseason and doing well. Uh, when they do it, I mean, you've seen years like 2010, 2012, uh, 2014. It seems like every other year they're winning it. So 2016, what does that mean? Um, and not I, gonna win. I mean, I think the Achilles heel for the Giants would be their offensive lineup because their pitching rotation is very deep. They've got guys like Bumgarner. They've got guys like Jeff Samarja, Johnny Cueto. And they're, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a very tough series. Uh, I predict in the NLDS that the Cubs edge out the Giants in five games, but it's not going to be a close one. It could go either way. Um, and then on the other side of the NLDS, you got the Washington Nationals taking on the LA Dodgers. Dodgers, they're just the Dodgers. I don't, I don't really see them as much as a threat. Um, Clayton Kershaw has been all right this year. Um, but he missed a lot of time due to injury. Although Nationals, they got Bryce Harper. You've got Max Scherzer. You've got a pretty complete team there. I'd say the second best. Uh, so that's that's going to be your NLCS. Did the Cubs get the World Series? Yes. And then going to the AL side of things, I think Indians take care of probably the Red Sox. Uh, who cares? It's Big Poppy's last year. You can't do it for Big Poppy all the time. Um, time in and time out, you've seen that good pitching beats good hitting, and especially come postseason time. And you can you can say the same thing for the Texas Rangers. Uh, you go throughout the lineup; uh, they're very good offensively, but through the pitching rotation, they're very they're lower third in in the American League in terms of how well their pitching performances go. Really, um, I like Toronto. I think Toronto's a really deep dark horse. Um, they've they've got the pitching, they've got the hitting, and I I've got Toronto going to the World Series. But do they win it? I don't know. I'm not going to say that. Wow, you're going to tease the people like that? Yeah. These people listen to you and I, and you're going to tease them like that? Yeah. They want to know these baseball predictions, and you're just going to leave them in the dust? I've I've got to you know, leave them in the dust. Yes. Wow. Vanderbilt does it. I, Casey knows way more about the sport than I do. I grew up just being a fan. Casey got into it. So my prediction is the Cubs and the Blue Jays, and I'm just going to give it to you now. I'm going to be partying after that game six when they win it at Wrigley in my dorm room. W flag. going to run it through Grand River. going to run it all over campus. You know, give me that Cubs victory. They're going to do it. They're going to do it good. And the Cubs and Wrigley Field and north side of Chicago, it's going to be on fire. It's going to be beautiful. Steven, when we come back. You know, you talk about the Cubs more than you'd ever talk nope, about your girlfriend. Nope, we're, gonna, we're not going to go there. When we come back, we'll give our rankings. <laughs> Michigan State probably fell pretty far for both of us. And they probably fell out of the top 25. They definitely weren't top five. So... We'll, uh, we'll get to that after the break. Listen to the SN Podcast for a chance to win a copy of the commemorative book on Mark D'Antonio and MSU's football team, Reaching Higher. Listen to the State News twice-weekly sports podcast for three keywords of the day, and then visit statenews.com forward slash podcast for contest entry and rules. 
That's it. So the second word of the afternoon is it. I-T. It. Welcome back, everybody. Steven, it was a tumultuous weekend here in college football. My uh, Louisville Cardinals lost to Clemson. Um, but that's besides the point. Yeah, you know that what? is right. Guess they're, who told you? They're, Guess they're, who told you? They're going to rematch in the ACC told, championship no, game. No, stop. Before and you start I think going, my Cardinals before, can uh, pull out on top. No, you, you might have been going, right. Before you start going, who told you? Listen, I, that Clemson and Deshaun Watson without duel. It was it was a very good no, game. Stop, it went stop, down to the very is, final this is my play. Time. This is my time. This is my time. And this, hey, you, hey, hey, you went out on a whim and you no, said that no, Clemson was going to win. No, I did not. Listen, who told you? You, you might have had no, something no, to do no. With it. Let me finish the question before you answer. Okay, you did, Stephen. Can we get on with this? Wow. Um, you're, dang, you're damn right. So Louisville is not good enough to hold Clemson shoes. So where does Clemson your, and Deshaun Watson, they got it done. So there you go. So where does your God-blessed Clemson rank in the national number three, teams? Buddy. Oh, yeah? So give me number one, Bama. Number two, Ohio State. Number, number three, one, Clemson. <laughs> number two, Clemson. Number three, Clemson. I thought you were the one who wanted to get on with the show. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yeah, you know what? Bama at number one, Ohio State at number two, Clemson at number three, and number four, the Michigan Wolverines, and then number five, the Houston Cougars. Well, that's that's ballsy. Nope. Uh, <laughs> what what are your top five Big Ten schools? Uh, top five Big Ten schools. This one's uh, no brainer. Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Michigan State. Couldn't agree with you anymore. That's my top five Big Ten. Uh, Wait, what are your top five national, though? Bama, no spots at number one. Wow. Ohio State and Uncle Irvin. disrespected Clemson number two. still put Louisville at three. Clemson at number three because oh, i got to give credit yep, where credit yep, is that's due. that's right, buddy. Uh, U of M, number four, because they finally legitimized themselves. Uh, I thought Wisconsin was a very good game. And you know what? Hats off to them because they, despite – Showed that he could complete a deep ball. Spate. Uh, spite. Nope. Okay. We'll Whatever. About that that's that, That's an argument for a different day. And then Washington, number five, after laying the beat down to Stanford. Any final thoughts, Stephen? No, I don't really have any final thoughts other than I'll give you our third keyword of the day for the state news podcast contest. Our third word of the day is folks. F-O-L-K-S. Folks. Again, that is folks, F-O-L-K-S. That'll do it, everybody. Remember to follow us on SoundCloud. Give us a subscribe on the iTunes podcast feed. Leave a review. Uh, Yeah, because we like your feedback. Uh, We want to know what we can improve on. And tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones about us. And we will see you Friday. Casey Harrison, Stephen Olshansky, signing off. Talking MSU football isn't complete without talking about the driving force behind the successful program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi, everybody. My name is Casey Harrison, and any true Michigan State fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a book that details Mark D'Antonio's rise to Michigan State as a national powerhouse. You can pick up Michigan State's book, uh, Mark D'Antonio and the Rise of Michigan State, also known as Reaching Higher, for $24.95 at thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. <laughs>